0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the MOVE podcast, brought to you each and every day this summer by Ketone IQ, Uh, of course made by HVMN, we'll talk about that a little later, talking about stage 10, Alain, what'd we do? Stage 10, Vulcania (laughs) to Isoar, Vulcania to Isoar. It almost sounded like, of course there's a lot of volcanoes around there, that must have been the the thing he said. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> what a what a what an inspirational victory uh from Pello Bilbao uh, uh you know not to uh, I think it's it, it's it's been widely covered obviously losing a teammate in the Tour so we touched on this about a week or so ago but losing uh, Gino Motter in the Tour of Switzerland you could see that he was inspired today and and certainly in his post race interview was
1: um uh, was you know was very emotional yeah, I mean, um, for me, it's one of the most significant victories of the Tour de France. Uh, there yeah. was a lot of meaning behind it. I mean, he was really good friends with Gino, uh, was at the race when it happened, and you just see how emotional he was at, in the, at the finish line uh, press conference. Just super special to be able to do that for, for Gino and his family, and mm-hmm. uh, mad respect for his victory today.
0: By the way, uh, Pelo Bilbao been a pro since 2009. Uh, again, we talk about all these young guys that, that, that just— you know, that's two days in a row. I guess we got some old farts. I uh, went in stages. We'll get into all the action, but before we do, today's show brought to you by Roca. Roca has invented a new class of eyewear glasses optimized for performance. So whether you're, it's on the performance side, the casual side, the prescription side, uh, no other eyewear brand can keep up with what these guys and gals are doing. And by the way, they just keep making their stuff better and better. Uh, The technology is the same throughout, whether it's on the performance side all the way down to the prescription side. Uh, The lenses uh, and the optics are uh, unmatched out there. Crystal clear, fog resistant, scratch resistant, and no matter how bad you're sweating
1: oh how I you don't. doing look I at george See, guys they don't, oh. they don't give me the aviators but you look. know i kind of i kind of like these right here you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> that is a good look and for those watching at home this Gangster. is i mean
0: i could just stop talking there's the ad. look at george <laughs> i mean the guy is just what is that motto called if people want to look at it up it's on the that, side. that's the a great question inside it's on the inside, the, oh, the inside. Okay. on the inside and, and those are the one anna wears all the time uh, when she's out biking. Can... Oh, the Torinos. The Torinos. You look like you're. From... Let me put those check. back on. You look like you're from Torino.
1: I got to put my Roker readers on to <laughs> double check, but I, I ask for these all the time. You're the Torinos. Yeah,
0: you look like you're from Torino. <laughs> uh, not only do a bunch of great cyclists wear them, a lot of other great athletes across the board, gold medalists, and, and also folks in the special forces, and hand built in our hometown of Austin, Texas. The move listeners get twenty percent off. Just go to Roka. That's R O K A dot com to get you twenty percent off. By the way, use the code THE MOVE at Roka R O K A dot com. And if you too want to look like George, that's where you go. Get Torino. To some so Torino's all black.
1: Well you can just Or they some. have the baby blues as well, which are baby really blues. nice. Like winter look, you know when you go and skiing and you got like the you know, the beanie on. That's a whole <laughs> whole look.
0: Yeah, I touched on sweating. It is the time of year to sweat. We're out there sweating every day. Today's show also brought to you by Element. Um, I, I, I sweat a lot, man. I, 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 I by the way, I had a, um, I got in from uh, yesterday. It was rest day. Went to Brainerd, Minnesota, and picked up Olivia from summer camp, and and which was awesome. Uh, it was great to see her. she has been there a month, which is a long time away
2: for for a young lady. Those camps are cool because they they cry when they first get there. Yeah. And once they
0: do it second, third year, they cry when they leave. Yeah. No, she wasn't crying when we dropped her off. She was like, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, awesome. But she was was very into it and a beautiful part of the world. But when I got back, I I did a little solo mish, George, out on the mountain bike, rode up buttermilk. And I was sweating. I was sweating hard. I had my element there. That is our go-to replacement drink, sports drink. Uh, It's a game changer. 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, no sugar, no gluten, no artificial ingredients. There's no BS in there. It is the real deal. Uh, our listeners can get a free element sample pack with any order when you order over at drinklmnt.com slash move. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash themove. Dial in your flavors. They got a bunch of great flavors.
1: The, the business is growing up. You're seeing it everywhere now. So well, let me get this straight. You got back from Minnesota and you went to work out with Mark and did buttermilk. Mountain well, back, I didn't right?
0: want to, I did. Yeah. Uh, look, I Damn. didn't. Um, yeah. 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 I did. I, I got back Man, we flew back, uh, uh, jizzy. Um, and, uh, I did, it's not that long to go to the top of buttermilk, but I rode up there, but, but it's, it's a more, hard ride.
2: That's a grind.
0: It's yeah. a grind. It's a grind. It took a little time at the top to reflect. And do some uh, meditation. Yeah, some. I did some namaste drills on top. <laughs> can, um, we have, can we
1: have Lance back? <laughs> you know, anybody? Anybody?
0: And then, <laughs> and, then um, and then later, and then, and then went to the gym with Mark. Yeah, two a day in the afternoon. Jeez, but damn. buddy, this is I told rest day. What would what'd you do?
1: Not, I did nothing. I chilled. See? I needed a day off.
0: Um, well, anyways, damn. but what, what what a day! This was a. Uh, a a very hard day. It's kind of hard to watch these stages. I mean, obviously you see the break succeed and they get away, but I just start to look at certain things. Obviously you can look at the profile and, and if you, if you know what you're looking at, you're just like, okay, I don't, uh, I'm not riding the course, but there doesn't look like there is a mile that's flat. It is up and down all day long. And I really kind of leave with two things, but one that, which I always look at uh, total vert climbed on a stage like this, 10,000 feet. Yet another day of 10,000 feet. I mean, you guys are talking about Buttermilk, and that's a bear. That's 2,000 feet. I mean, I can't imagine doing five of those on a stage Mm -hmm. in the middle of the Tour of France. That's what they do. And then the main group with all the favorites was, was just left with 46 riders. I mean, that tells you just how hard and how many guys are just and Is after a rest day when yeah. you're out of sorts. Well, George was, uh, I was yeah. uh, doing something else early in the day when the race started, but apparently the-, the
1: Yeah, the, as, a, as a next rider, I mean, look, going into a rest day, then looking at the, when I, when I rode the tour, I would never look five, six days ahead. I would look the next day and that was it. But you get into the rest day and you see a stage like what happened today where they started in a category three climb. You know that it's going to be major, major pain at the start, no matter yeah. what you do on that rest day. And you saw today, guys like Matt Peterson, um, uh, Wout Ben-Art, um, Godot, a, a podium con- con- contender, they were all dropped. And it was basically all-out time trial to make this breakaway. It was 14 guys up the road, there was a group of like 60, 70 behind them, and then a big, bigger group behind that dropped trying to catch back up. So there was three groups chasing each other from the start. I mean, just imagine how hard and tough the day was. And to watch Bilbao you know just have that poise at the end where he was super patient the israelis uh, cycling academy rider did an amazing move we thought he was going to make it i was surprised to see the guys behind the second group work so well together they were just all right. in i mean we had some good guys there with zimmerman a couple other guys and Bilbao of course but for them to have the cooperation behind a guy one guy is not very common but they you know they fought together well and Man, that that a finish like that is just it's just so stressful and chaotic. And Bilbao almost made it look easy, but I can assure you that was not an easy win. Well, you spend your whole day out there in, in a in the break, and it's it's you know
0: it, if you don't win it, it's you know it, you're not going to have that opportunity tomorrow or, or next. It just it's one of those once in a lifetime or once in a every few year opportunity. And, and if you don't win the stage, there just is no consolation for getting second. I mean, it's it's. It makes it, the pressure is immense. And the other thing that was immense um, were the temps. I mean, they were looking at 35 degrees Celsius, which I think, if I'm correct, is somewhere mid-90s. Mm. It's, you know, that, with a day and a stage and a profile like that, the heat, the stress of the start. I mean, by the way, we're just now halfway. Yeah. I mean, this is, <laughs> you, George, you said, I don't like to look at the days ahead. We're not racing. So I, I actually do like to look at the days ahead. I, shit, I have to cover an eye. I mean, there's some monsters coming.
2: <laughs> yeah. What do the GC guys feel like on a day like this when they're they're not going to contest things, but it's hard. It's incredibly hard. What goes through well, their head? Are they just like, really? We have to do this. It's
0: not. It's not nearly as hard
2: for them as it is
0: for. I mean, of, of the 46 guys that they were in the front, that means, gosh, a hundred plus were somewhere off the back. Believe me, it's the Vingegaard and Pogachar and all these other guys are glad that they're not you know, a sprinter or, you know, somebody else that's getting dropped and out there for two hours by themselves. It's it's a lot easier for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it goes to show you how strong the sprinters are these days. I mean, we, for a minute there, we had um, Bike Exchange and uh, Alpacene Phoenix chasing for, you know, their sprinters, which means if their sprinters are climbing extremely well if they have the confidence in them to make it to the finish line. And then we had this sort of weird thing happen where van and went van art went off the front yeah. i think everybody was scratching their heads going huh oh, what's what's happening here um it's just such an intense day uh there's 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 so much going on although it might not look like it on tv Everybody's at their limit, with the exception of the you know probably the top right. two, two or three guys. Now yeah. That
2: that was a big indicator to me what you just pointed out. When you see Van Art and Vanderpool trying to bridge and, and then give up and go right. back, that tells you how fast things are moving. Right, and then well, first first
0: Vanderpool set up, and then Van Art was out there. They they were moving, but those guys they, I don't know they kind of follow each other around. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a, it's that rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it's
2: forever. No, well, not one, that, that it's a right, but there's, there's something about that dynamic. Um, but makes you wonder if they'll be, you know, hanging out together in Mallorca in 25 years. I, you
1: know, you know, I, what, I, I, you know I, what I mean? Uh, yeah.
2: I think they'll have a brotherhood of sorts. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the, I feel like the breakaway rode together really well today because yeah. we saw that th- those teams start chasing them down to, for a potential sprint. I mean, they kind of they kind of doubled down on their effort, worked together well. We actually thought they were going to th- get caught I for I a thought minute. That, yeah. Um, so the fact that they were able to stay away and of course they got split up towards the end, but they must've all went all in just to try to get together to the finish line. Well, of course you had any else
0: start to ride because they were, they were worried about Pello Bilbao's place on GC, but we were in the gym hitting it and I, and it was, you know, two and a half minutes with what 40, 50, I said, there's no way they're going to, they're going to make it that dead. to, to George's point. I mean, it's, that's a that's some organization to stay together and really, you know, you kind of have to look around in that front group and say, listen, we are all going to work. And it only takes, well, you get three or four guys that, that hear from their directors uh, are guys that just start sitting on that'll, that'll ruin the whole thing. But guys yeah. just go, I'm not going to drag these four guys to a potential finish line and let them make a run at me. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, I think it's pretty rare to see that, that type of organization.
1: Yeah, and like you always say, when, you, when we're doing something and we're biking, you, you, you smell that? You smell that moment, like that mo, that momentum change? I mean, now you got a guy like Pelo Bilbao in fifth place in the general classification, who's an amazingly talented rider. Now we have another guy in the battle for the podium position. He's got the momentum. He just won a stage. He's got nothing to lose. Um, so I, I expect to see a lot more from Pelo Bilbao in the, in the next 10, 10 days G- ago, so. And um, I, what I told George,
0: too, when he, after, right after Pelo Bilbao won, I said, this is a great day. Watch this. What team is, what team is, uh, pillows on, uh, what team's he on? Bahrain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Say it one more time. Bahrain. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, and our, our <laughs> executive producer's name is? Colin. <laughs> Colin.
0: We'll, we'll get into, it. I, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about w- Wout Van Art and some of the stuff they're talking about with him, but also talk about tomorrow's stage. And some other things. But before we do, today's show brought to you by HVMN. Of course, they're our title sponsor this summer, the makers of Ketone IQ. Uh, they launched the world's first drinkable ketone in 2017. Ketone IQ is their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. Ketone IQ delivers clean fuel that can cross the blood brain barrier, supplying your brain and body sustained energy, focus, sharpness and putting you in the flow by the way michael their ceo is going to be with us in a couple days and he's coming on a mountain bike ride and i understand from the team um uh well, he said something but uh whatever he said I, uh, george got george uh <laughs> um, got him lathered up Wait, george, yeah, george is george is gonna go, he's gonna have his legs up he's gonna be getting hey, getting ready he's ready. I, I feel like michael we're, get we're, ready
1: we're really in tune with all of our partners here in the show and The one thing Lance and I enjoy doing is suffering, so we'd love to hopefully make our partners suffer as well. I think George
0: George says something like, I hope that Michael guy's got a lot of ketone IQ for the ride. (laughs) Uh, By the way, it's also uh, now available at Sprouts throughout the United States. Uh, You can save 30% off your first subscription order of ketone IQ over at hvmn.com slash themove. Again, that's hvmn.com slash themove. Gets you 30% off. Also today, brought to you by AG1. I was hammering my AG1 in the gym today. Right, Liz? Um, it was, uh, it's, I, but, you know, actually today's the first day I s- sort of, I, I got a little uh, late start, but I I, I was, uh, I finally got around to my AG1 when we were at the gym. Uh, it is my daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. It really is, for me, uh, about taking control of your health. Um, and not only is it a daily part of our regimen, so many other folks Uh, it's incredible. I was simply tired of taking so many supplements and I wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers my nutritional bases every day. I especially wanted better gut health, which is a big issue for so many of us, uh, boosting energy, immune system support, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me all the key things I need for the day and, by the way, all for less than 3 bucks a day. Uh, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG One and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. Still, some controversy on how much vitamin D I'm taking from AG One from George. He's he's went on. And, you know, yeah,
1: we need to. Can we have them write in and tell us the exact dose? I take the I feel whole like thing. You're taking. Too I'm not much.
0: drinking the whole thing. I'm via. You know, I'm low on vitamin D. Like a lot. Like so half am America. Well, then you need to take more. So you're going to get the free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Head on over to drinkag1.com slash themove. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash themove. Last one of the day, Caldera Lab. First impressions matter. There's just no two ways around it. What is the first thing that someone notices about you, right? In George's case, we all know what they notice. The face? <laughs> the face. Uh, in most cases, as it says here, is your face, and more importantly, your skin. If you aren't already, it's time to put your best face forward. Check this out. Clinically proven, right? I'm going to say it again. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and is here to save the day. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen... Leads off their product lineup. The regimen, by the way, is, uh, is three things. It's the Clean Slate that starts and ends your day. It's the Base Layer. Now, that's your daily moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs it fast. And the last one is the Good. And that, that's your go-to at night, before bed, and a clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother. I even have this eye stuff. I know you were just dabbling that on before the show, George. the I, to, uh, the I, icon. I
1: haven't been doing it in the right order. I, I just put the good on in the morning. I guess I got to put it on before bedtime. Well, That's if it's you good l- to know.
0: You'd listen to the show later and I'll get, I'll just tell you the order. Maybe you'll make a note. Clean slate in the morning, base layer during the day, the good at night. Just that. think about like, you know, when yep. you say good night to your family, good. So do the good at night. <laughs> <laughs> get 20% off with our code. The move. Over at calderalab.com. Again, that's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. caldera Calderalab.com, 20% off, and use the code THE MOVE. I had, I had heard on the telly, uh, um, and I didn't know this, and it's funny, like, I mean, we're halfway through the tour, and they're just now saying, which is great, that Walt Van Arts' wife is pregnant and due any day, um, unless I totally missed it, he's. he's he has stated that, um, that you know, when, once the baby is, is uh, uh, sort of knocking, he's leaving.
1: Yeah, get Johan, I asked Johan about that, too, and he just told me that after the uh, the race, he had an interview, he said, everything right now is calm, and it doesn't look like the baby will be born before the end of the tour, which is good news. We don't want a guy like Wout out of the tour, uh, I'm sure. Why? Jonas doesn't uh, want a guy like, a, like out of Jonas the tour. Vingegaard
2: doesn't want Right, that that. that's right. a big hit to Jonas if he goes home.
1: Yeah, yeah. that would be, that'd be a big hit. Hmm. Yeah, that that would,
2: yeah.
0: Um, Okay, uh, let's go back up there. Uh, Oh, we have to, just a little little note. Uh, Victor Hugo Pena, our teammate over at La Movida, had his birthday yesterday. Of course, we weren't uh, doing the show yesterday, but happy
2: belated cumpleaños, Victor. And I'll add to that, the day before the 20th anniversary of wearing yellow. Wow. Yeah. So he had a yeah. he was which, a stud. which
1: we were, we were we personally helped him get the yellow yeah. jersey because it was during a team time trial stage in 2003 and we won the team time trial and he was the highest overall in our team that day and got because the yellow of the jersey prologue. first Latin American ever to wear the yellow jersey. Yeah. I mean, amazing.
0: Speaking of of historical uh milestones and I when I heard this today I, I this just goes to show you at least to me how much the sport is changing if you think back Geez, George, to our generation. I mean, we were strangers in a strange land as Americans, but the sport has traditionally been dominated by Western Europeans. It really has. Pelo Bilbao's stage win today was the first Spanish stage win in the Tour de France in five years. That's amazing. That is. I mean, this is, I mean when you think of sort of the big five in Europe uh, <clears throat> to have dominated cycling, and especially the Tour, right, you've got France, Italy, Belgium, Holland, Spain. That's it. And, yeah. and the first one in five years, it, it, it,
2: it's been ninety-nine stages since they won a stage, and it, it's not like it won, these new twenty-twenty-year-olds that are popping up either. Well, they they you know, do. seasoned veteran. Yeah.
1: He's a seasoned veteran, but on the other side of the coin, there we have the, the twenty-year-old Rodriguez who's sitting in fourth place, I believe, and is going to right now is you know uh, Spain's greatest hope for a, mm-hmm. a Grand Tour stage or a Grand Tour winner. And Bilbao moved way up in the GC yep now he's in fifth overall.
0: We'll see how that plays out. It's, this is a hard the hard the second half of this tour is is I mean you could even argue that that the race really hasn't I mean we had some great stages, but we're going to see some action.
2: Well, let's take a look at the uh, the profile for
1: tomorrow, which I'm sure is going to be very welcome after what they went through today I, w- I wouldn't agree necessarily JB. Why if is we that? put that up, no, no, put, it up. It's, it's put it up. these because, days are look man those little cap fours. Uh, in this stage of the race, they hurt. And there's teams getting more and more desperate for TV time, for breakaways, for stage wins, yep. uh, where directors are going to give them no option but to make the breakaway. And if they don't make the breakaway, they're going to make them chase. And then you have all these other battles going on, the top 10 in the GC, uh, points, prints, battles, points for the mountain jersey. So there's a now there's a ton of races forming within the right. main race which is going to make the these stages incredibly exciting to watch um, and certainly not easy by any means.
0: <laughs> and it's just they're not flat. I mean, I know these stages look – I mean, there's talk of it, could this be a field sprint. I mean, and perhaps it could be. If there's some sprinter's team that wants to keep it together, sure. But that's – even towards the second half of the race, that's just never – it's always rolling, and if the heat continues – and, you know, it's 180 kilometers. So in this day and age in cycling, that's sort of considered
1: a slightly longer stage, believe it or not. And you have some of the best teams in the world, like Quick Step, haven't won a stage. Oh, boy. Don't have, we don't know what's going on with Jakobsen, how he's recovering from the crash. But what are they good at? They're good at causing chaos in windy stages and having to take. So we're going to see teams like that start starting to be real aggressive, I think. Uh, I know that if Johan was the director, would be like, it's a crosswind. We're going to the front and we're going to make some damage here. Uh, because right now they got nothing to show for for the Tour de France, and that's very rare for a team like that uh, to, don't, to not have a stage win and to, or to be a major part of the race thus far. Yeah. This is where outcomes gets really good. Right. You know, with Spencer and Johan,
2: stages like this, they, they can throw out some favorites and some wild cards that desperately need a win, have the talent. And, so. if you,
0: and if you and I just saw online uh, last night, Fabio ja- Jakobsen is leaving Quickstep, right? He came to an agreement or he said he the, I think the quote was he had a meeting on the rest day with LeFevre. Sounds to me like LeFevre uh, is just going to build this team around Remco of And they came to an agreement that that they'll go their separate way. So there you have a guy who, who yep. I, I'm sure a month ago wasn't necessarily thinking that that's the way that conversation was going to go. I mean, forget the team being, yes, the team will be hungry because they really haven't done much, but now you have a guy like him looking for a contract.
2: And forever, uh, That amazing. if you were a sprinter like Jakos, that was the team to be on, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I heard rumors maybe DSM, but um, I don't know if there's any validity to that. Uh, but a guy like that's going to get a contract and people are going to want agree. him. And yeah.
2: they could have brought Cavendish back for a year. Which could have been cool, and then I, I did. You, I don't know if you guys saw it on socials. Uh, Astana has put out that a contract exists for Cavendish for another year if he wants it. Now that's probably going to take him some time to yeah. let that sink in. But
0: that's that's not surprising. I, I don't think. I mean, at this. Yeah, I, f- I figured they would do that, but that's not the question. The question is, does, does he, he want, want to, to do that?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. it's yeah. not.
0: It's not dissimilar to the way I. described that break today it's one of those opportunities where you're right there and there's a lot of riders that happens once in their career and if you just miss it and you don't get the win well you don't get much Cav's got to decide if he wants to go back and and risk it all and and there's a lot you know I I don't
1: I don't really know how I feel on it actually (laughs) I mean as a as a fan of Cav I'd love to see him come back and race as a friend uh, you know, I know how much he misses his family, how much he's gone from home, how hard it is these days and how long his career has been. I mean, Cav would always make fun of me when we were teammates, like you've done this for like 30 years. What is wrong with you? <laughs> he would yell at me in the bus, like you're sick, you're mental. And it's funny to see him now still racing and still not only still racing, but still winning. And we all know that nobody wants to go out like that on the, on the no. ground in an ambulance, worst way to go out. Um,
2: what was your race age your last year?
1: My last year was thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah. Hmm. So wow. Johan just chimed in. Jakobsen is confirmed to DSM. So he it. is going there. He's got a contract already. Great.
2: All right. A little bit of Ventum trivia. This is a good one. Both the answer from yesterday and tomorrow's quiz. Oh, you did question. a
1: lot of research on
2: the answer. I
0: from just the was curious. About no, that it. Was, uh, in between riding Independence <laughs> Pass, you were spent the rest of the time
2: doing research on <laughs> just... the youngest winner of the Tour de France. <laughs> Don't look up my time up the past. I just, but I made it. Uh, So yesterday's question from Ventum, and again, be ready for today's question because you could win uh, an NS1, a complete NS1, which would be cool. Yesterday's question was, who was the youngest Tour de France winner ever? And I hinted that it was the early years, so probably not real (laughs) top of mind. It wasn't for you guys anyway. But it was uh, the answer from yesterday. Henry Cornet of France has the record as the youngest winner of the Tour de France. He won... In 19, 1904, at 19 years old. Wow. Look at this photo of him, for those of you look watching on YouTube. <laughs> look at this stud. Look at this. And a gear. I mean,
0: a, 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 I, I'm actually... He's got the uh, toe clip pedals, which, uh, but but one gear. I don't even see the gear on the opposite side of the wheel that he could turn around for. Where are the brakes?
2: Uh, it's fixed gear. Oh, yeah. you have to hold that fixie down a mountain?
0: Well, no, hang on. Maybe that he's got... Look, no, look at his... Uh, He's got something uh, on his right handlebar there. See that? that? Maybe
2: just yeah. yeah one that, break.
0: that might be a one break. And look, I mean this and this. Check this out, right? Nineteen oh four. We've come full circle, right? One hundred and nineteen years later. Look at that bag. Like all these, and he's got the mustache, <laughs> and, and he's got, back. And, and and he looks like he's wearing this. Okay, this, is that Cam? We've figured this shit out. He's got jorts. He's got a bike bag. He's got a mustache.
2: And he's got a fixie. I mean, the kids of Portland want to look just like if they saw this image. they'd yeah, this be searching is, for that bag for no. sure.
0: They modeled their look after <laughs> this cat in 190 whatever. You're gonna have to wait another 120
1: years before it's cool again. That's the bad news?
2: <laughs> another little fun fact about Old Henry. Uh, we should
1: get Lance dressed up like that for, <laughs> for the. Fam- what are you guys saying for the oh, fans? I'd,
2: I'd love to see you guys. All right, let's try to race get some on of that those. We should in. find bikes from that area. Maybe Joe
1: Natoli should get on that.
2: Give him yeah. that. Just Ooh. give me the. Turn
1: you into a hipster? <laughs> <laughs> let's turn Lance into a hipster. I like it.
2: Joe's on vacation right now, but he said he'd check in. Okay, he's doing some riding. Uh, another thing about Henry, his nickname was Le Rigolo. Okay. What is that? Oh, we don't know. The Joker. Nope. The Joker. How about that? Yep. Today's okay. question, more importantly, uh, if you want to try to win that NS1, you'll email after I give you this question. Who? Someone dug deep. Who was Lance Armstrong's youth swim coach? Hmm. Now I do know the answer to that. Okay. Who was Lance Armstrong? That might take some more digging to find that answer, but I'm sure it's online somewhere. Oh, yeah. And send your answer into trivia at VentumRacing.com, and you'll be entered to win that NS1. Okay. A couple of quick questions and we'll wrap for today. Uh, This is from Trent. It's a given that a breakaway rotates through because they can maintain a higher consistent speed by taking shorter pulls and getting moments of recovery. Then why does a team driving the Peloton seem to leave a single rider on the front until they are spent, their job is done, and then they drop off and hand it off to the next guy in line? Am I correct remembering stories of George pulling for twenty or sorry, 40-plus kilometers in a valley during the tour stages? That's from
1: Trent. That's an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> Once the breakaway gets established, yes, they're going to work together well, but there's— they're so far behind the general classification. They're they're not working for time. They're working for the stage win. So they're just I, like I always tell my son: Do you not? You never want to work more than or more, work more than anybody else in the breakaway or show them how strong you are. So that's the mentality of all these guys. They're just going to pull through steady, just to keep enough time to make it to the finish line ahead of the peloton. Where if it was a guy like me pulling from the peloton, I'm going to go steady hard the whole time, same pace, um, and I'm going to keep them probably relatively easy within whatever time gap they had established with one rider. And that way you can save the rest of your team uh, for when it gets really fast and really dangerous and really sketchy towards the end of the race.
2: And I'm assuming it's not that easy to rotate in and out when you've got the whole pellet on it. Cause they're not, you know, cause they're trying to get that draft too. And
1: if it's one guy in the front, you you can, you do little tricks to make the guys in the back suffer. I mean, especially on stages like this where it's windy up and down, you know, you goose it out of the corners where the guys on your wheel are fine, but 30, 40, 50 guys back, it's getting really strung out. So, one guy actually can do a lot of damage and, and, and make their race hard enough for the Peloton.
0: And, and, and that's right. Or even if with just the slightest crosswind, right? You just take, you you do have some privilege by but the team that's doing the work. I mean, they let the rest of the team sit up there, and so they're not messed with. Yep. But even the slightest crosswind, you just, you just put the rest of the Peloton in the gutter. And say sorry, you know, you all have been sitting on for two hours. No, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna just get, put you in the gutter for a little bit. Or uh, the best was boy, just through these little towns. Which of course they go through so many little towns now. You just kind of you just time it and just punch it out of the corners. And, and the you know it's like an accordion, right? Yeah. So the back of that accordion, all these guys that for the two hours before is like, dude, it's so chill today, bro. <laughs> well, then they're sprinting, and see, you know it's like ten different sprints. It sucks.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and it just as a rider. Last thing on this: if you're at the front doing all the work on your own, you kind of like like Lance is in a bad mood <laughs> because you're like shit. I'm up here all day, you know for the next hour, hour and a half. So you kind of you it, it motivates you and excites you when you turn around. and You see the peloton like a mile long just from your work. Uh, so that that kind of helps you keep going.
2: And did you do this legendary
1: 40k plus pull? Probably, yeah. I mean, we we were tasked to do a lot of that stuff back in the day.
2: <laughs> All right, thanks for that question, Trent. Joe writes: um, Did Lance or George ever get nightmares during the tour Ooh. before race days of poorly timed mechanicals or not being able to respond to an attack or whatever? That's God, from it's, Joe.
0: It's, it's, with so many years of doing this show and so many questions, you, it, that's the first time anybody. That's never been that's asked. Never been asked. Right. No, I didn't have any shit. I, I had what's the opposite? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was. I was. No. No. No nightmares. But I rarely have nightmares. If ever
1: uh not yeah. not really of mechanicals but definitely like and that still happens like sliding out on the corner and you wake yourself up and you're like oh i'm crashing uh, yeah. um that sort of stuff but do you time. ever
2: have like nightmares now like wake up thinking you need to show up in a race or anything uh, sometimes right yes yep yes. uh not me <laughs> uh one more fun question that's kind of related to all this given uh, this is uh from stephanie given how much cyclists have to suffer to train and prepare for the tour do you think that professional cyclists enjoy the pain
1: hmm.
2: uh love the show here from down under oh that was uh, sorry not it's damon stefani not stephanie damon stefani hmm. in barossa valley oh wow
1: I so really like do you this. truly enjoy the suffering the pain you must I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think it's more of a, a need thing. Like, especially even now for us, I think we need that pain in order to feel better the rest of the day. But when you're a professional, I'm not thinking you're enjoying it. It's just part of your job and you your you're, you satisfy your, your training load for that day. And you feel like you've done your job, you've done the work that you needed to do. But I don't think enjoyment never entered my mind. <laughs> it
0: did enter mine. I mean, you hear a lot about folks talking about flow state, right? And um, I mean, there, look, there are plenty of days you just don't don't enjoy it, right? Either the form is not there or you're having a bad day. It, that sucks. But there are days when you're in top condition and, and everything's going right for you and, and you can sense that your competitors, that, that's really a big thing. Once you sense that everybody else around you is hurting just more than you. Uh, that helps the flow state or help my flow state. I don't know. I can think of, uh, uh, I mean, Alpe d'Huez 2001, I couldn't have gone any harder. I couldn't have put myself any more into the hurt locker. That felt pretty damn good. I enjoyed it. Um, but there, but there are other days that, that you just, I mean, time trial to Captain Couvert in 2003. I mean, I was, it was the same effort it was fucking terrible. So it just, it just depends on that. I, I, I loved it the other day, you know, here in Aspen riding, we did that long day, and, and, and I could hear George breathing like an absolute pig behind me on rim trail. Um, I enjoyed that. I felt good. And then he did, then
1: he did this to me. Road rash all over the arm, like the hip, knee. Just took me out. You know what's funny trail. is
0: I, I came away fairly unscathed. For the guy who nearly died,
2: I don't have much. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, send your questions into the move at wedo.team and hit up the site. And check out some of our new merch. I br- I rocked this today. I know my microphone's been blocking it, but this has the the We Do logo on this. That's right. This yeah. cool satin jacket, you're, very you're retro, hip. very retro. And you guys got and the do dry fit on.
0: And a ton of p- people been hitting it up, so we really appreciate that. We we got some cool stuff now. Cool.
2: All right, we'll see you all tomorrow for stage
0: eleven. And uh, yeah, y'all have a good day. Thanks for tuning in.